Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the long haul from Uship. Great to be back with you. We took a little bit of a break to get some new shows lined up for you, but we've got an exciting couple of episodes coming your way uh, to close out 2020 and bring us into 2021. We're doing a two-part series here. The first one is going to be covering how much money carriers are making on Uship and, and where the opportunity on our marketplace really is, uh, kind of going into some details about each of those commodities. And the, the next episode, the second one is one we're really excited to bring. It's addressing the number one piece of feedback we get from our carriers, which are our fees. And we've been recently taking some really exciting actions on those and wanted to get into the details and make sure that those were shared with you so that everybody was on the same page as we move into the next year and uh, kind of share U-SHIP strategy for fees moving forward. And uh, joining me today, as always, is Dean Jutilla. Dean, how are you today? Hey, Joe. Great to be here. I'm doing great. Thank you very much. Happy New Year almost. Yeah. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. So we wanted to today kind of talk about uh, where where we're seeing uh, carriers make money. Yeah, some really interesting data that uh, we pulled uh, from our our database and looking over um, the last twelve months and um, over you know really what are some of the top earning categories that transporters are participating in. Um, also, um, really the factors. I mean, we'll look at a few things around here, but there are some real specific factors that determine how much you can make. They really impact your earning potential on U-SHIP. So we'll talk about those. And then we're going to talk about the top five categories in which you can um, you can make money on U-SHIP. And we'll also um, be looking at um, uh, the national average as well, as far as um, what how that compares to U-SHIP. Awesome. That's exciting stuff. I think this will be really useful for, for carriers. Yeah. And the, the interesting part about this is we look at that national average um, versus U-SHIP and we're kind of a uh, difficult comparison, I'd say, out there in the market because of our unique set of providers and in terms of what they haul and, and, and what they drive. And so when you look at that compared to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics that we're going to be looking at, um, that is really compared to trucks that are probably the class eight vehicles, um, you know, uh, 18 wheel vehicles that are hauling and uh, maybe full truckload in that market. So uh, there might be not a real apples to apples comparison, but it is pretty close. It's the closest we have in order to kind of see uh, how we stack up on the national average. Great. So how do you want to do this? Should we? Um... Joe, I want to do a reverse countdown and oh, we'll see how okay. that goes. And so that adds a little suspense to the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go at number five and that is number five, um, top, the, the top or the number five category for what you can earn on U-SHIP comes in vehicles. Um, and it's one of the most popular categories that being cars and light trucks, um, on U-SHIP. And what we're finding is the top vehicle haulers on U-SHIP make between about 35, um, and $26,000 a year, or another way of putting it between 26 and $35,000 a year. Um, and the top 25% uh, make nearly 15,000 a year. So um, a lot of times this is augmented with a lot of other uh, sources that they're shipping through. Uh, if they are connected to dealerships um, or some other way and they're getting a lot of other vehicles. So this is a, a complement likely to what else they're shipping. If you think about how much vehicle opportunity there is out there, I mean, there's auction to dealer, there's dealer to dealer, there's dealer to door. And, and the way that the market has gone right now in cars and light trucks with the used car vehicle during the pandemic, 
and people buying online, it's just turned the whole thing on its ear. So um, mm -hmm. I would anticipate if we look at this number a year from now, um, that number is probably going to be a lot higher. Yeah, it's definitely something I know that we're we're chasing opportunities as well to bring um, clients onto the website that are needing to, you know, get that new capacity that they're finding fulfilled. You know, uh, not as many people are going into the dealership, which uh, personally I'm a fan of. Um, I, you know, I don't think anybody likes going and spending a whole day haggling uh, with a, a dealer. And uh, I, I think that it's, it's a change that's probably going to be here to stay. Um, even as, you know, we, we come out of the pandemic in the next you know few yeah, months. I think you're right. I think you're exactly right. So, all right, well, let's go on to number two, uh, yeah. the, the, actually number four, as it were. Um, and that one, uh, can you take a guess, Joe? I haven't shared this list with you yet. So I want you to be surprised as well. Uh, if I had to take a guess, you know, I'm just going to go random and let's say patchouli. Uh, patchouli is not on the list. I'm sorry, Hard. but it is actually heavy equipment. So number okay. four on the list is heavy equipment. And um, this is a category on UShip that is um, about the top 5% of equipment haulers on UShip make about $56,000 a year. So a really great um, look at that. And the top 10% uh, make an average of around 40000 a year. Wow. And so you have to think about this with heavy equipment as those who haul it. It takes a real expertise. It takes, um, you know, the sheer size and the weight of these items, it can make it very complicated. And you're dealing with needing to have the right know-how, um, the right equipment, the right permits, and then just grit to get this mm -hmm. thing done. Mm -hmm. And you're going to yards, um, you're taking, you know, picking up skid steers, you're picking up dozers, um, trucks, things like that. Mm -hmm. And to get those on your vehicle and get those moved um, is no easy task. And, and they're certainly um, looking at, you know, they're being rewarded for it because it is a, a heavier lift in a lot of ways. Um, as this goes. And so they, these things literally, um, you know, um, are one of the most challenging things to ship. And uh, again, that averages um, the top 5% make about 56,000 a year on you ship. Yeah. And this is a, a really great commodity. Um, you know, I've actually spent some recent time, you know, looking into our carrier base on this. And, and there is a lot of opportunity for carriers if they're looking to expand their footprint on you ship or, or maybe move into a commodity that they're not used to, you know, you got to get your ducks in a row. You got to, you have to have the right equipment. You have to have the right, you know, uh, registration through the DOT and FMCSA. But once you have those things, uh, you could position yourself as one of the top five carriers in this commodity really quickly. Uh, and mm -hmm. there are some really good opportunities for it on our website through Ritchie brothers, um, through gov planet, things like that, where, uh, you know, we're, we're out at those, those auctions that are happening, you know, um, pretty much monthly uh, that, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of, of heavy equipment items get sold and, and we're there marketing, you know, saying, Hey, did you just, did you just buy a skid steer listed on you ship and, and get some quotes to, to get it shipped mm -hmm. to you. Um, and, you know, while a lot of those listings get quotes, sometimes they don't get matched. Sometimes they don't get quotes at all. And if you're a carrier that can step in and, and fulfill some of that capacity, these are high dollar shipments uh, that they, they earn a lot of money. Uh, and it's in just one run. So, um, you know, anyone looking for a commodity to get into, I think that there's uh, there's a lot of opportunity there. Exactly right. You mentioned Richie Brothers. That's a great point. Um, there is a certain level of, uh, you know, service level that they expect out of carriers. And uh, if you meet that criteria, there's a lot of opportunity, like you mentioned. The one thing to mention there, too, is 
not all of it is our skid steers and dozers and huge articulated trucks. They are, there are um, buckets and generators mm-hmm. and um, things that are, that are all sold online now um, that through their online auctions at Ritchie brothers, they've moved pretty much everything online. You still have to go to the yard and pick them up as a transporter yeah. and take them to their buyer. But the idea here is it's not all massive items. There are things that you could take in a, uh, potentially in your enclosed trailer, uh, things on on an open trailer, things mm-hmm. like that. So you you have an opportunity, like uh, just exactly like you mentioned. Yeah, definitely a great point that it's not all you know, it's not all giant items. Um, you know, they're still going to be heavy, but uh, yep. you, know, you can yep. you can you know make a run out of it just from one auction site. So just uh, let's go to number. Let's go to the next category, and this is just ahead of heavy equipment in terms of earning, mm-hmm. and that is boats. Um, top five percent of boat haulers on U ship make an average of fifty six thousand per year, and that was right in line with what heavy equipment made. I think it was just a few dollars difference, yeah. um, so pretty much exactly there. And then the top ten percent make an average of forty three thousand a year hauling boats. And um, you know this is watercraft of all shapes and sizes, so it's not just say sailboats or not just ski boats. We're talking like across the entire category, mm-hmm. and really like heavy equipment it involves special skill and expertise to make to make it happen so you really need to know what you're doing remember you've got someone who is you know named this vehicle potentially whether it's uh you know the yada yada or the the frisky business or the seduction or something like that someone's put a <laughs> cheesy name on the back of their boat yeah. and um and they are in a position to really not let that thing get damaged in any way shape or form um and they're easily damageable, I guess you could say, if they're that type of item. And so the fact that um, you need that special skill and special equipment is super important and uh, puts us uh, right around 56000 a year for the average carrier, or actually what they, the uh, top 5% of carriers are making in that category. Yeah, and, and that's a really, you know, that's a commodity we see um, being really seasonal. Um, and I think that it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting that three and four are heavy equipment in boats because I think they're... Uh, I think they're commodities that the skill set kind of lends lends its themselves to each other. Uh, if you're a boat hauler, you know uh, this time of year there's not many people looking to have a boat shipped. Um, but as we move into the spring, getting into the summer, there's a lot of people that you know want the boat brought from their their home to the lake house or or to the you know to the boat yard. Uh, and then yeah. in the winter, there's a you know as the summer comes to an end, so more in the fall really, but um, they're looking to have it brought back. Um, or as people make those new purchases moving into the summer, that's really when we see boat shipments take off. And it's a great way to um, kind of offset other slower seasons. You know, summer is typically a slower season for freight than, you know, spring and fall. Um, so it's a great time to step in and kind of, uh, you know, earn a little extra in, the, in those periods where freight does slow down. Although, you know, the way sh- the shipping industry is going right now, um, it doesn't look like there's going to be anything slowing down for a little while. No, <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. Jam packed. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move to number two on the list. Okay. Um, and can you take a guess there, Joe? I could probably get this one for real because uh, I okay. think I know what our top two commodities are, but I don't know which okay. order they're in. So I'm going to guess household goods. Ah, uh, man. You did spoiler alert on number one. Actually, number two is motorcycles. Ah, all right. It's close. So um, top motorcycle carriers um, on U ship make an average or of over 71,500 a year. So Mm. almost, uh, you know, over 71,000 they make in that top 5%, the top 10%, um, make 53,000. 
Wow. And the top 25% make an average of 32,500 per year. Wow. So this is our uh, the second highest earning category on UShip. Um, and it's obviously one of the most popular places to, to ship ATVs and mopeds and motorcycles, everything you know that you'd imagine. Um, you know, Harleys and, and crotch rockets and dirt bikes, you name it. Um, it ships on their ATVs. So you have a lot of people who begin their U-ship career, I guess you could say, on uh, this category because it is one of those things that you can haul a lot of and there are a lot to ship. So mm -hmm. um, this is one of those things that um, uh, we have a partnership uh, or actually one of the sites that uses us um, frequently is Rumble On. If you're familiar in the, in, in the motorcycle yeah. world, you, you know that name. And uh, that has um, been a, a real opportunity for them to, to get the, their motorcycle shipped off their marketplace very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, this is a, a, a great commodity, uh, especially for somebody that, you know, uh, might have a pickup truck and be looking to get into this industry. If you get an enclosed trailer and, and learn a thing or two about, you know, strapping these bikes down and how to care for them while they're being hauled, um, you know, you can be hauling, you know, six, seven, eight of these at a time. And, uh, really making a, uh, a good amount of money, um, net to yourself. And again, like boats, these sometimes are, um, or oftentimes they're, they're prized possessions. They're, you know, somebody has, you know, spent some time saving up. They've, you know, probably not going to be their primary means of transportation. Um, and so this is kind of their, their luxury item. And so they really want it taken care of. And so, you know, that means that if you can meet that level of service, you're dealing with somebody that's probably willing to spend a little bit more to make sure that, you know, their, their baby's making it home safe. Yep. That's exactly right. No, good. Great point there, Joe. Yeah. All right. Let's go to number one. And that is, as you said earlier and spoiled the whole suspense. Thanks, Joe. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Is, um, is household goods. And yeah. uh, this is the top earning category and the top 5% of household goods carriers make over 80,000 a year. Wow. And that's a, uh, I mean, it's a really strong showing there and the top 10% make an average of 56,000. So, um, on par with what the heavy equipment and the boats um, top haulers were making. So right in there. Yeah. And then if you um, go down even a level further, the top 25% uh, of uh, haulers in motorcycle, uh, household goods rather, they make um, about 30,000. So, um, you know, these, this is a great place to start if you're just coming into U-Ship mm -hmm. because it a lot of times uh, requires um, maybe less handling, let's say, than a, a boat would or a heavy, piece of heavy equipment. Yeah. And uh, you can kind of build up. I've, I've talked to a number of carriers who began in this category. And the other thing that's driving this, um, you know, this is really a volume game um, for transporters because they can fit a lot in their their um, their, their uh, enclosed trailer mm -hmm. or in their sprinter van to get the job done. But um, the thing that's driving this is our in-home delivery partnership uh, partnerships and that would be companies like cherish and ebth and first dibs and others who are really repeat business customers and if and a number of the carriers here that's really driving that number higher because a lot of carriers are finding really great opportunity and repeat business within this in-home delivery category that we have on our site yeah it's been a really big boom for this commodity is having those repeat business clients you know um got Clients doing you know nearly two two thousand shipments a month now um, every single month and we've seen this year in particular um, you know typically around this time of year um, 
there is in the past been a decline in the holidays in this commodity, but not this year. We, we've seen um, every month leading up through December, it's just been you know month over month breaking records in this mm-hmm. commodity, and uh, it's it's a really good one to to get involved in. And like you were saying, Dean, it is a volume game, but there are carriers that that you know they've figured out because this is such a reliable commodity, and it, it is you know there's always going to be freight. That needs to be moved uh, within household goods. Carriers have really, you know, built up regular routes, so they know that they're going to be in a particular area, you know, every, you know, fourteen to twenty-one days, um, or, or whatever the case may be for their routes, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. schedule it so that that, you know, hey, I'm looking for those shipments that are going to be there at that time, and they they keep their truck full, um, you know, all the time. Uh, and so they're really just always earning and it's, uh, it's a really good commodity to, to start your business in. It lends itself to different equipment types, be it box trucks and closed trailers, sprinter vans. Um, you know, there's carriers that have fleets that have all three of those in them and, uh, are really able to make it work. Um, you know, it does require some, some care of goods and, and a little bit of heavy lifting. Um, you're, you're, often uh, going to be taking these into people's houses and um, placing them where they'd be liked. And, you know, obviously they're not going to want any damage to occur, you know, while the items being shipped. But, um, you know, with that being said, there are carriers that are, you know, doing a hundred shipments a month in this commodity on you ship. It's, it's, it's really been a, a really great thing for our carriers. And the other, the other name we haven't brought up in this conversation that is uh, certainly um, been gaining steam on UShip is our partnership with Etsy, mm-hmm. and um, that is a that is bringing a lot of one of a kind pieces to the marketplace. And uh, buyer, you know, this is high intent repeat shipping that has to happen, and uh, it needs to get there quickly. And typically, that comes you know with a with a nice price to it. So uh, another opportunity to make money there, and and that's that partnership is only continuing continuing to grow. Um, as yeah. it has over the last couple of years. Yeah, they're really starting to come to UShip as their source for, you know, you know, most of the stuff on Etsy has traditionally been parcel sized, which is, you know, not something UShip really specializes in. But um, it, I think it actually just was announced today that, um, you know, their their strategy they're focusing on uh, moving into the next year is they're really starting to focus on vintage goods that people have in their house, which are going to be larger than parcel, which are going to need, you know, somebody outside of UPS or FedEx or, you know, USPS to right. ship. And that's really going to be the niche where our carriers can come in and, and fill a need uh, right away. Absolutely. So, Joe, one thing I'd bring up um, here is if you are a transporter on UShip and you're hearing these numbers and you're like, "Man, I'm not, I'm not getting near that," or I, "I, how do I get near that?" or "I am doing that." Like, if you're, if you're, you're not in that same, um, not hitting these numbers. There's a few factors you might want to consider heading into the new year. And uh, uh, of course, things that we've talked about, and that is figuring out maybe how to haul Ritchie Brothers items or how to tap into uh, Etsy or into the in-home delivery uh, opportunities that we've got. But there's other things you can, can, you can do on your own. Um, and we have this on our blog, but it's, it's basically tw- um, you know, five easy ways to prepare for a successful 2021. And, and the first one that we, we talked about here a bit is kind of taking stock in your brand on UShip. And that would include everything from not only your equipment appearance, but also how you personally present yourself. And these are not requirements. I'm going to be really clear. These are not requirements on UShip, but these are uh, recommendations that we make. And in some cases, the in-home delivery partners require certain things of carriers, but we, um, 
we recommend them, but don't require them. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are, you know, going to be pulling up with your truck, there's a way to get it washed once in a while there. Uh, so you're pulling up in a vehicle that uh, effectively presents yourself and your brand. Um, also it may be, you know, one of the ideas we had uh, running by people was, um, you know, you're going to be battling traffic and in the summer you're, it's hot and you're trying to get certain places, uh, maybe keep a spare shirt with you in the, in the truck, um, that you can just put on, uh, maybe before you get there. And so you're, you're presenting yourself, maybe it has a logo on it or a fresh hat or something like that, that helps kind of better present yourself. Um, cause I, you know, driving all day is not an easy business. And so we want to make sure that we recommend certain things to help you better, you know, best present yourself to, to your, um, to your customers. Yeah, um, you know, uh, always, you know, as much as you can over communicate and use, uh, electronic bill of lading, that's huge. Uh, Amazon prime has kind of reset the standard for, around communication when it comes to shipping, you know, you buy something on Amazon and a couple, you know, 20 minutes later, it's like your items on the way. It's like, wow, that's great. And all of a sudden it arrives as expected. So there's a, a, a leaning towards knowing when things are going to get there. And if you participate in that, you're right there, uh, you know, keeping, keeping pace. Absolutely. Um, one other thing that we'd recommend you do is look at your profile and, and make sure it's updated going into the new year. Just take a few minutes, get someone to maybe proofread your uh, story, the story of your company or your, um, your overview of your business and make sure you're putting your photos in there. You probably have taken photos along the way of different shipments and you're proud of how you packed it or how it looks in your truck. And you go, hey man, I want to take another picture of this and post it on the site. Totally do that. It's a free marketing tool. Um, it helps build you uh, your reputation. Everyone, everyone who's listening to this probably is very familiar with their profile and it is a great way to market your business. Um, one other way to do that is, and we, like you mentioned, Joe, at the beginning of the episode, we are going to take... Uh, time to talk about fee reductions and account credits and mm-hmm. how you can continue to do that in the coming year. We've made some huge strides there and helping reduce some of those fees. And, uh, and so that just means more money in your pocket. So um, take advantage of some of those things and we'll put a link in the blog uh, in this podcast description so you can check out that page. And then um, the last thing would just be, you know, of course, just prepare your equipment um, as best you can, because if you're out on the road, and something breaks down, it only reflects poorly in that you didn't get it there on time or there's a delay in some way. And that can only hurt your feedback, which then maybe hurts how much people, how many people will book with you. And there, and it just kind of a, it kind of unravels from there. So if you are able to keep your equipment up to par and get it winterized now, or, uh, you know, get, make sure tires are, are looking good and oil change, keep all the maintenance done, um, you will hopefully um, kind of eliminate some of those delays that may happen down the road. Of course, Absolutely. things happen on the road. We all know that, but uh, mm-hmm. that's just uh, one of those things that kind of get ahead of the game. Yeah. I think all those things are, are great and, um, you know, take care of your gear, your gear will take care of you. Um, and, you yeah. know, with, with, with the profiles, I think uh, something that, uh, you know, carriers should know as a resource, if, if you have a question, if, if you just want somebody to know if, you know, to tell you, Hey, does my profile look good? Give our member support team a call. They're great at that. They look at, you know, probably a hundred profiles a day uh, as they, mm-hmm. you know, conduct their business and they'd be happy to spend five, 10 minutes, just giving it a quick read, making sure everything, you know, reads correctly, looks good. And, you know, giving you the thumbs up that, you know, you've, you've put a profile together, but it is really the first step that most people who are looking to ship with you are going to look at is going to be your profile. Um, and, you know, there's some things that, you know, you can control, 
um, certainly on there, which is just how you present yourself. And then, you know, the experiences you give to customers is, is going to be reflected in your feedback. Um, so having those things working in tandem is really helpful and, and taken collectively all this stuff, just it's, it's sort of a snowball, you know, you, you might start a little slow when you ship and not feel like you're going to be hitting the numbers that, you know, we just listed in terms of, um, income, but, um, it, it just builds on itself. And so, you know, your first month, you might only do a few shipments, but within a couple of months, uh, you can really, you know, be looking back and and being like, geez, I can't believe I ever only did four shipments on Uship. I'm I'm doing fifty or sixty a month now, and I, I uh, you know, it's getting harder to keep up even. Um, so, it's you know, it's it's definitely a process, but it builds on itself, and and you can get there. Absolutely, yeah. That's we've seen that time and time again. Thousands have built their business on the back of Uship, so we're uh, excited to keep it rolling. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Dean, this has been uh, great information, um, and I'm really excited about our next episode because um, it's, it's uh, some stuff I've been working hard on and some stuff some other people at Uship have been working hard on, but uh, really working to address um, the, the feedback we've gotten about fees. So um, our next episode, which will um, be coming in 20, early 2021, um, is, is going to be uh, discussing that, going over um, the strategies that Uship is putting in place to, um, to make fees uh, more understandable and, and better serve our carriers. So excited to bring that to you. Really looking forward to that, Joe. Yeah. Well, Dean, I appreciate you, uh, you know, taking time out as always to, to come and chat with me and uh, our listeners. And uh, I hope you have a, a happy holiday. Yeah, I hope you have one as well. And a happy new year, everybody. And uh, we'll see you in 2021. All right. Thanks, Dean. Thanks. Bye-bye.